أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد by Allah's fadl, alhamdulillah, we made it to the 28th night of Ramadan. Uh, it seems that there is a very highly high likelihood that we only have one more taraweeh left, which is tomorrow, and one more night of Ramadan left, which is tomorrow, which is why today is probably going to be our last dars for this, our last majlis for this year, inshallah. Um, we won't have majlis tomorrow, probably, for the same reason that we didn't have it yesterday which is that these nights are very short and they're very precious and a person needs to get whatever they can out of them. Uh, one of the original reasons for recording these majalis, for those who will remember, is because we used to have majalis like these in the Khanqa in, uh, in, in, in Pakistan um, with our Shaykh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on him and fill his grave with nur. Um, it used to be a, a small break after the taraweeh and uh, a small break after the taraweeh and, uh, you know, something to engage the mind with while drinking tea and uh, something to engage the heart with and to refresh the, the spirit so that a person has courage and himma and, and, and uh, uh, um, excitement and enthusiasm to go back and do more. Uh, do more ibadah and one of the, the the sicknesses of our qawm in particular meaning this Islam that we've made for ourselves in America uh, which is not exactly the same as the one that we inherited from our forefathers in every single way possible one of the sicknesses that we've made for ourselves in this this Islam that we practice here is that we run away from ibadah from the worship of Allah Ta'ala like we run away from as if it's death, as if it's death itself, and not a good death either. Uh, we run away from it uh, kicking and screaming. So if there's two fiqhi opinions, one for reading 20 rak'ahs and one for reading eight, we'll pick eight just because, you know, we can say uh, lip service, whatever we want to with regards to how strong the delil is and all this other stuff. But we'll, at the end of the day, intuitively pick eight. Why? Because there's less ibadah in it. And if someone says you have to wash, take off your socks or you wash your feet, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, keep the socks on and wipe over them. Why? Because there's less ibadah in it. And if someone tells us that you have to give less versus more, we'll give less because there's less ibadah in it. And if somebody tells us that we have to you know, do any, anything, it's just this kind of weird, weird phobia that we have of, of acts of worship. And I think it's deeply ingrained in the kind of like internal uh, uh, conflict that we have between wanting to be modernist and fit in with uh, with uh, with the kuffar and uh, with the munafiqin and uh, you know you don't want to fit fit in with them because if you fit in with them they're going to be in jahannam forever and that's not a good place to fit in and so but at the same time that's who we have to work with that's the jobs we go to that's the school we go to that's what i mean to be very frank you know those, those are our relatives those are our you know those are people we pray pray with uh, amidst in in the masjid i mean oftentimes especially with some of the more screwball khatibs that we have floating floating around and those are the people that we pray behind oftentimes and uh, they will belittle they'll belittle ibadah they'll belittle the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um as 
being some sort of secondary thing. In fact, this is one of the 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 defining uh, differences between modernist movements uh, uh, that you know themselves claim to put Islam at the center of life versus the the traditional practice of Islam, which is that you know our old mashaykh their idea was that Allah didn't create the mankind or the or the jinn except for to worship, um, except for he said except for to worship me. And so when all of the governments are settled and all of the revolutions and, 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 and rebellions are over, all of the wars are fought, the king, one king is on the throne and the other one is deposed. When all of the money is, is separated and it's gone whichever way it's going to go, when all is said and done, uh, 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 the, the reason for all of it was what? was so that we could worship Allah Ta'ala and the one who worshipped him without getting involved in any of that muck, uh, that one has made, uh, 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 you know, that one has made uh, their, their place in this life and has, has used their life well. And, uh, uh, you know, someone may do all of those things in order to establish the worship of Allah and that's a very noble effort. In fact, that was the effort of the Sahaba or the Allahu Anhum themselves. But we, you know, we, we understood that, that if you worshipped Allah properly before you left this world and you weren't able to get into that, uh, you know, you got, you, got, you got what you needed. You know, you didn't miss out. Uh, and if you did all that stuff and you didn't have the worship of Allah Ta'ala, then, uh, uh, then, you know, it's like you lost everything. It's like a person who, uh, it's like a person who goes to the, you know, goes to the grocery store to buy a, a can of Coke and they just leave with an empty can. Uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like a, it looks like a can of Coke, but there's no Coke in it. It's a complete, it was a waste of time. The main objective is, is lost. And someone may admire how wonderful the can is and how I couldn't make it make this aluminum can at home on my own. And that's all wonderful and great. But at the end of the day, the maqsid, the objective is, is lost. And, uh, you know, that's the difference is that that was the traditional view of things. The modern view of things is what? Allah Ta'ala legislated tahara so that you can be clean. Allah Ta'ala legislated salat so you can be punctual and so that you can stretch and it's good for your body. Allah Ta'ala legislated, uh, uh, you know, the consumption of halal meat and, uh, you know, so the Muslims can have their own economy. And Allah Ta'ala legislated uh, uh, zakat, you know, so that we could be, you know, financially self-reliant, you know. And th- so basically everything that was supposed to be, why? So that we can show our love to Allah Ta'ala, all those things they actually... Uh, substitute them for a, some sort of dunyawi benefit. And the biggest sellout is the one who's sitting at home and uh, uh, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because if you worship Allah but you don't make, you know, the new caliphate or you don't make the new state with, a, a, you know, a president from your party or whatever, then you're a munafiq and you're a kafir and you're a sellout and you're, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you're, you're a, a useless Muslim. And, uh, uh, you know, but if you, if you make the state then uh, that's like somehow like you've like Islam has, you know, you've you've uh, lit up the scoreboard and scored like the hat trick of Islam. And, uh, you know, in that vision or those two competing visions of Islam, I know exactly where uh, where where, uh, you know, I feel the, the, the haq is and the barakah is. And when I hear the book of Allah Ta'ala and its ayat being recited and I reflect over the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his Sahaba Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhum, you know, I feel like it's a no-brainer, you know, to which one of them is superior than the other. And, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, mashallah, if somebody wants to uh, tell me about the importance of, uh, of, of khilafah and the proper stewardship of, of the governmental affairs of the Muslims, uh, alhamdulillah, mashallah, by Allah's fadl, uh, I never belittled that. And uh, our mashaykh 
and did more actual practical progress work toward that than uh, uh, than a lot of the, uh, the the jackals and hyenas that squawk uh, uh, and, uh, and 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 cackle and laugh uh, out in the public trying to pretend to roar like the lion. Uh, so alhamdulillah, mashallah, I don't feel like there's a need to prove any of those credentials. And if somebody wants to call me, uh, you know, call me like a quietist Muslim or something stupid like that because of what I just said, that's their problem. But this is the tariqah that we've uh, we've learned from our mashayikh. And those were the ones who are the last vestiges of authority uh, uh, in, in, in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, if, if they go one way and if, uh, you know, these politicians and uh, uh, whatever people who want to replace Islamism with Islam uh, want to go another way, I know which group of people I want to stick to. So please, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, you know, use these last moments for the worship of Allah Ta'ala. You know, say the tasbih, say the tahleel, subhanallah, la ilaha illallah, say the tahmeed, alhamdulillah, right? Say la hawla wa quwwata illa billah. Say the say the Allahu Akbar. Say Subhanallah wa bihamdihi Subhanallah al-Azim. Read, you know, if you have, to, if all you know is Surah Al-Fatiha and Qul Hu Allahu Ahad, you know, sit and read it again and again, uh, for the love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Darken the room, make wudu, sit, face the qibla, even if you don't know any of these words. It's an act of worship just to close your eyes and face the qibla and think, make tafakkur and tadabbur, think and reflect on. How much you love Allah Ta'ala, think and reflect upon all of the beautiful things Allah gave you and how thankful you are. Think and reflect over if, you know, Allah gives you life and, you know, make good intentions. If Allah gave me life, I would like to go to Hajj. If Allah gave me life, I would like to sponsor an orphan. If Allah gave me life, I would like to teach someone how to read. If Allah gave me life, I would like to help my neighbors. If Allah gave me life, I would like to do this. These things are all uh, uh, acts of worship. Reflect on how sad you are and how much you regret uh, your sins and the, the mistakes that you made and ask Allah for forgiveness and you keep asking and he'll keep forgiving uh, you know if you have the himma the courage then then stand up you know turn the lights out stand up and you know uh, pray two raka'as and know that when a person is in sajda they're closest to Allah and that's the the, the time that you have to to speak to Allah Ta'ala ask him for something so that he can give it to you uh, and feel feel the joy and the ecstasy of that 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 those those few moments uh, when you know that the Rabb Tabaraka Taala entered you and let you enter into His court when your forehead is touching the floor that you have entered His proximity you've entered the sacred place the holiest of holies there are entire ummas of people that were not allowed to make sajda to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And here you are, you've made sajda to Allah and you've entered into that sacred proximity. So now that you're there, you may as well ask for what you need and ask for what you want. Because as long as you ask, Allah will keep giving. And be happy about that. You know, be happy, be happy about that. Go to Jummah early. You know, God forbid someone pray their sunnahs. Uh, this America is like a graveyard of sunnahs. And I have to admit, anyone who knows me well knows that uh, maybe I'm not also on top of uh, of, of you know praying my, my sunnahs as much Some, sometimes people think that I don't pray my sunnahs because I'm running away the different madhahib have different rawatib for the different salawat so it's not always the case that I'm just trying to bounce but I'll admit sometimes I pass by but the idea at least you should have inside your mind this is not a waste of time this is good if I was a good person I would do this you know and when you have a, a chance you know, know that your life was made so that you could do that. You know, those few times you make the, the sajda on the ground in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
that's like a beautiful thing. Right? Make have joy, enjoy the idea that when you read the Quran, the eternal and uncreated speech of Allah Taala is pervading every part of you, and and feel it, experience it when it's happening. When you sit and make dhikr and you say La ilaha illallah, when you say La ilaha, you feel this is pulling out all of your worries, all of your woes, all of the things that harm you, all of the things that you don't like. It's pulling it out of your heart, it's pulling it out of your chest, it's pulling out of your body, it's pulling it out of your mind. There's nothing else, la ilaha, there's no other God. All of it, when you're saying la ilaha, make tasawur, make conceive of this, all of these things are being pulled out. And then when you hear illallah, like a bolt of lightning is coming into your heart. And that bolt of lightning is the pure and unadulterated uh, connection that a person has with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that it's entering straight into the heart. The heart sits uh, tilted slightly to the, uh, slightly to the left-hand side of a person's body, that it's entering in straight into the heart and it displaces everything else that's in it. And when the heart is filled with this light, every time a person says, illallah, that, 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 that's a feeling of joy and it's a feeling of happiness. And it's a, the thing that you've been looking for. It's the thing that made you happy uh, that you looked for when you received a, a present as a child or when you, uh, uh, you know, first met your, uh, you know, spouse when you got married or when you, uh, you know, received, received some sort of award or when you eat the food that you like. All of these joys and all of these happinesses were just there so that you can so that you can understand that when that you can understand that there is a joy that's above all of these other joys and this joy is all of those joys put together and it's even more than that and feel it enter into your heart that this is the happiness and the saada and the the the, the joy and uh, that the falah because of which through which I'll have all of those other joys and this but this one will still make all of them else all the other ones they feel like nothing and you know a person might be like look dude that's good and stuff but, uh, you know, I don't get that. I don't feel that when I say La ilaha illallah. And I don't get that when I read Quran. And I don't get that when I'm praying and I'm, I'm, I'm doing my ibadah. And uh, that's fine. That happens also to people. This is a spiritual condition that happens to people that sometimes people don't enjoy their, their ibadah, their, uh, their, their, their acts of worship while they're doing them. But the idea is that whether you enjoy it or not, you'll enjoy it one day. Yom Qiyamah, you'll enjoy it. Imagine a person who doesn't get pleasure out of their acts of worship, but they still do them punctually out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, who, who's more worthy of receiving reward? Which mother loves her child more? Or which mother is more heroic in her, in her love? The one whose child is, uh, the one whose child is, you know, perfect and listens to everything that she says and, you know, and she's just happy with it. Or the one that's, you know, has difficulties, is sick, is, has some illness, is rebellious, is, you know, gives her problems, gives her trouble physically, mentally, spiritually, gives her difficulty and she still sticks with that child. Which, which mother's love is more perfect uh, and more, uh, uh, more deep and more uh, uh, profound? And uh, there were from the from the from the prophets salam, and there were from the awliya of Allah Taala, those from the prophets who were sawn in half uh, by their enemies, and they never thought for a second to utter a complaint against the Lord. And there were from amongst the awliya, uh, say that Asia 
alayhi salam who's mentioned in the uh, in the Quran not by name but her, she her, she's mentioned in the Quran that she was the 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 wife of Fir'aun and she believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they tortured her and she and and, and to relieve her from her torture Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed her her place in 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 Jannah and her house in Jannah and she smiled and she 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 was happy about it and it was so beautiful that it made her forget her torture while they were torturing her to death and they thought she's lost her mind she's completely lost it and but it wasn't that it's the mahabba and the love of Allah ta'ala that overwhelmed overwhelmed that very painful experience that she was going through there are awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ummah that 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 wept and 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 for joy when receiving martyrdom in the path of Allah ta'ala there are those people in this ummah that that wept for joy at the time of 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 of, of death why because of their 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 excitement to see Allah ta'ala and to meet the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it wasn't their excitement to die it was rather that they hate dying like every other person hates dying but their love of Allah ta'ala was so overpowering that it even overpowered that very visceral uh, very visceral dislike that a normal person has and the thing is that look if you don't have that right now then at least accept inside of your heart that that's better than you know that would be amazing to have that's what you wish you had and allah ta'ala gives it to people and the thing is this is that if you don't have it and you uh, 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 still keep going with your ibadat that's a that's a form of love that's even more deep and even more profound and it will pay off even more one day and the thing is look the nafs wants to be like superman overnight and it wants to be like, you know, big Sahaba status of Wali overnight. And this is also a, a type of things that Mashaykh in the Khanqas, when they see people who are just new in, in their Suluk come into the Khanqa and like think they're going to be like super high spiritual rank overnight, they kind of roll their eyes and they say, okay, well, we wonder how this, how long this guy is going to last. And they try to tell them to moderate themselves. And some people take the lesson and benefit, and some people don't, and, and they get burned by it. But the idea is this, is that, you know, the nafs is not going to go out of the way so quickly. So you're trying to cut the nafs out. The nafs which is accustomed to being happy by eating and drinking candy and sweet things. The nafs that's happy and accustomed to uh, uh, getting its happiness by other people praising them or being friends with them. The nafs which is accustomed to being happy by, uh, you know, being in comfort and, uh, and being in ease. And now that nafs, you're trying to put it in hardship and teach it to be happy through the love of Allah Ta'ala. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. You got to work on it. Um, and there are things that you have to do in order to, you know, set the nafs up for that. And one of the things you have to do, you stop eating haram things. Stop going out to the stop going out to the restaurant where the meat you you know you have no idea who killed it, uh, and you know nobody said Bismillah or Allahu Akbar on it. You know a machine probably killed it, and uh, you know you God knows the kitchen they're handling haram things and they're mixing uh, those haram things in them. They touch one haram thing and they touch the other. You know people go to like weird places. I'll be frank with you. You know Subway. Go to Subway. Yeah, the 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 you know even if you ask the the person to change their gloves. Uh, uh, you know, the, the sandwich before yours, they use the same glove to pick up the bacon and they use the same glove to pick up the, the, the lettuce. Give up all of these things. Just be done with them. It's, it's okay. You can, you can, you'll live without Subway. You'll live without Burger King and McDonald's. In fact, you'll probably live longer without them. You'll live without, well, you'll live without, uh, you know, your, your nice steakhouse. I know that Muslim restaurants don't know how to make steak. I know that. I know that. 
and uh, you know you have a past I have a, a past as well and uh, we don't need to say any more than that but I know that very few Muslim restaurants know how to make a steak properly just give it up be done with it the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were eating uh, were eating dates and water uh, you'll be able to get by you'll be able to get by by eating at your local halal advocates approved outlet or eating at a place you know eating fruits and vegetables it'll probably be better for you stop watching this television stop wa- listening to music stop polluting the senses with these things um it's it's like it's like a person it's like a person uh you know or a house that uses the same pipe for the 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 water uh, uh, the 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 water to drink coming in and then uses the same pipe for the uh, sewer water flowing back out. It just doesn't work. You're not gonna get the clean taste of the the good taste of the clean water. You're just gonna get sick again and again and again by these things. And the eyes are the eyes are just like the the direct like highway uh, you know express lane into the heart. And you'll see you'll see something you know and it will completely ruin your your spiritual hal uh, that you built for for a thousand days. It will, it will completely ruin it. It will completely ruin it. You'll see the face of somebody. You'll see, uh, you'll see someone's property. You'll see someone's car. You'll see someone's house. You'll see some piece of dunya. And it will completely displace all of that spirituality from, from, your, uh, uh, from, your, from your heart. It'll completely get rid of it. So stop, stop, you know, stop. We got to stop uh, harming ourselves like that. I promise you, I promise you, cleanse, cleanse your eyes and cleanse your ears and cleanse your stomach. And, uh, you know, cleanse your, your, uh, your other limbs, your, your tongue, you know, hold it back. Cleanse these things for, for 40 days. And I promise you, you'll start to enjoy your, your, your ibadah. You'll start to enjoy your, your, your spiritual state. You'll start to feel happy inside. You'll start to feel peace inside. You'll start to feel, you'll start to feel tranquility inside. Your good deeds will, all, uh, will start to come naturally to you. And you'll start to remember bad things you did and regret them. And you'll start to not want to do them anymore. You'll start to see them as distasteful. It will change your life for the better. Uh, you know, do these things. Don't don't be one of those people who hates ibadah. So I've I've you know I, I I've I've made this uh, summary case uh, for why uh, you know we should we should you know we should do that. We should spend some some more time in, in in salat. We should spend some more time in the recitation of the Quran. We should spend some more time in zikr. It is not like a, a, a kind of a waste of a time side freak show or something that we get out of the way. Uh, and then after that, when we're done, then we'll do the real work of Islam, which is like building a caliphate or, uh, you know, you know, getting elected to the Senate or just all of these other things. Those things are all side jobs, side projects. If there's benefit in them, the Muslims will come together and make mashra and consult with one another and they'll designate a group of people to do those things. And those people, our prayers are with them. And if we're practically able to help them in some uh, capacity that's demonstrably useful, then we'll help them in, the, in that capacity as well. Uh, however, uh, you know, every mujahid fi sabilillah, every politician, every businessman, every rich man, every wealthy man, every imam, speaker, leader, every one of those people, their whole point is to establish the remem- remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in the earth. And if they're not able to do that, then uh, they're a waste of time and Allah protect us from being such. And uh, if you're able to do those things without getting involved in all of that other stuff, uh, glad tidings to you that you're one of the select and elect of God's, God's uh, servants and slaves and he chose you for him just like, uh, just like uh, uh, the, 
the personal assistant of, or the hajib or the chamberlain of the king. He stays with the king, and so he eats and drinks from the king's table, and he uh, receives the divine, the, the the royal favor from the king, just like that. Those people they receive the favor of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And if Allah Ta'ala sends one of those people out into the kingdom uh, to make islah, then they obey his command and that's also a great rank of honor. But the one who can stay uh, in, in the royal presence and under the royal gaze by day and night, it's, it's uh, obvious and plain to any person who has any ability to think uh, uh, how superior and how beautiful and how wonderful that is. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala not let us leave from this world except for until he looks at us and said that this one is mine. I am I'm his and he is mine. I am hers and she is mine. Allah Taala uh, look at us with the 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 look of uh, of of the one who loves, and uh, and give us that we should look at him, uh, the look of the one who loves, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala make that our eternal state. So with that, there is one more hikayah just so that we can, so we can uh, we can keep the uh, uh, keep the the the, the keep the uh, uh, the sequence going that we had going from before and with that we'll end inshallah and it is the story of the snake in the city of Baghdad a snake catcher once went to the mountains which were covered with snow due to the snow and cold many very big snakes lay motionless as if they were dead Molana says the snake catcher saw a dead snake in the extreme cold of winter he picked it up and took it to Baghdad, with the purpose of using it for a show. The snake, like a pillar, was long, which the snake catcher dragged along to earn his livelihood. The snake catcher thought it was dead, while in fact it was alive. Through the cold, it appeared to be lifeless, but they knew not. The snake catcher told the spectators of the show, I have brought this snake which I killed, and in hunting it, spent extreme diligence and had to sweat blood. As he's showing off, say, oh, look at this, you know, snake, huge snake that I hunted and I caught it and I killed it. How brave and wonderful I am. Mulana Rumi continues, He dragged the snake along to Baghdad, advertising it as he went, along bragging about his bravery. A large crowd gathered around as the news quickly spread that the snake catcher had brought a very big snake, a most rare thing which is most astonishing. Numerous inexperienced and stupid ones gathered, all of them were caught in the net of the snake catcher. Meaning what? The snake catcher was supposed to use as a net to catch, to catch the snake. But really his stupidity was a net that caught all of the spectators and gawkers and squawkers. In the morning when the sun rose in the sky and the sun's rays heated the snake, the coldness of its body disappeared. Gradually the signs of life came back into its body. The heat of the sun brought the signs of life into it, and the coldness departed from its organs. Then the snake which was dead became alive, and started making movements. The people seeing the movements of the dead snake were astonished, and these movements became for them a cause of great astonishment. The spectators in astonishment shouted in a loud voice, and all of them fled in the various directions. When the snake began to move around fiercely, Many people fled so wildly that they struck one another and became injured. The snake catcher himself was petrified with fear. From here, Mulana Rumi, Mulana Hakim Akhtar Saab explains, From here, Mulana Rumi starts to instruct, saying, O you seekers, after this path to Allah, it may appear that the nafs, not being involved in sins, may appear to be dead. 
but one is never certain as to how it will react when left alone with a strange person of the opposite gender or with one of its desires. If the nafs like Fir'aun should find a means of comfort and power, your nafs will like Fir'aun become rebellious and begin to commit sins and will begin to fight against the callers toward truth. And the, 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 what is the, the example of Fir'aun? Fir'aun is the one who, as long as, as long as he's able to get away with it, I mean, he kind of reminds me of other uh, world leaders that may be uh, at home or abroad domestically or domestically. Uh, if he can lie, he'll just again get away with it. He'll just lie. And if he can get away with something, he'll get, get away with it. So he's, he just called the Sayyidina Musa a liar and says, you have no proof. And then he's like, okay, well, here's the proof. So he threw his staff and it became a, it became a snake. And he uh, put his hand to his chest and then showed it to him. And it shone brightly uh, with white light. Uh, and then he's like, oh, well, uh, uh, maybe, you're a, maybe, you're a, maybe you're a magician. Yeah, yeah, you're a magician. And so then he called the magicians. And then uh, uh, the magicians, they, they uh, sh- did their show and uh, they made their like little fake magic snakes. And then the staff of Sayyidina Musa became a snake and then destroyed uh, all of their snakes. And they're like, wow, man, this is not a magic show. This guy's snake actually became a snake. Um, and they, they, all, uh, uh, they all then accepted the da'wah of Sayyidina Musa salam. And so Fir'aun was stuck again. So he had another chance to lie. So he's like, oh, well, uh, he must be the big ma- magician that taught all of you. And you guys are all in cahoots with one another. Okay. So they keep doing that again and again. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, 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 sent down, uh, uh, sent down uh, plagues on, on the people of Egypt. And, uh, uh, um, and then Sayyidina, Sayyidina Musa, Fir'aun tells him, look, you know, uh, call on your God to lift these plagues from us. And he's like, I'll only do it if you promise to stop bothering us and let us go. And he's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Why? Because he had no other choice, right? So he's compliant. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, so what happens, Allah Ta'ala lifted the plagues from the people of Egypt, uh, the Qummal and Dafadir and, you know, like the, 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 all of these different blights and, and pestilences. Uh, uh, that Allah Ta'ala sent down on, on them. He lifted them, those, those pestilences, he lifted them up and, uh, and gave them peace again. And so uh, now when he has some wiggle room, he again backs out on his, on his word. And it was so much so that uh, 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 when the Banu Israel left uh, um, to, uh, to, 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 you know, left from Egypt in order to go to the Holy Land, and the hosts of Fir'aun were barreling down on them. Uh, and um, Allah Ta'ala gave the honor to Banu Israel that the staff of Sayyidina Musa salam touched the water and parted the seas. And they went, through, they went through the dry pathway in the middle. And once they got out, uh, and Fir'aun and his army were inside the sea, and the sea was crashing in on him, uh, you know, he was struggling. He was trying to, he was trying to say what? You know, he was trying to say uh, 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 that I believe now. Now I believe in the God of, of Musa salam, that there's no God except for the God of Musa salam. So the idea is this, is that was obviously too late for him. But the, the, the nafs of Fir'aun is like every nafs, which is if you give it, if you give it space, it's going to go crazy and it's going to start saying, you know, which is something that Fir'aun actually said, that I'm your, your Lord most high, that I am God. Every nest has that potentiality inside of it.
Um, but if you uh, if you keep your uh, if you keep your foot on its neck, and when it starts to misbehave, you put the pressure down on it, then it will be you know it'll be a good boy. It will be it will be nice. Your nafs will be nice, and your nafs will recognize the truth. So that's what that's what uh, Mulana Hakim after Saab. Uh, he said that Mulana Rumi said, if the nafs like Fir'aun should find a means of comfort and power, your nafs like Fir'aun will become rebellious and begin to commit sins and will begin to fight against the callers toward truth. And so you have to, you know, you have to just be careful with it. Don't think that, mashallah, okay, I'm on a, on a, I'm on a winning streak. Ramadan was amazing. Like, this, is, this is something that will happen on Eid day or the day after Eid uh, for many people. Mashallah, I'm a pious person. You forget what your hal was uh, before, you know, in Sha'ban or, you know, you forget what your hal was before Ramadan. So I'm a pious person. I've been doing this 20 raka'ahs on top of my five daily prayers every day and reading my one sapara after the other, one juz after the other. And I've, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm hitting it real hard, mashallah. And I'm a good person. And then uh, while you, once you trust yourself that you're a good person uh, and you give your, your nafs a little bit of space, then it's like that snake that you thought was dead, but it wasn't dead. It was just hibernating in the cold. And the, so the rays of light hit it and uh, it will get up and it'll just start biting. It'll start biting other people. It will start biting you. Allah Ta'ala protect us from that, from that snake. Allah Ta'ala protect us from that, that, that nafs. It's not dead. So you just keep it in check. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala give me tawfiq. Make dua for me. I make dua for you. Everyone say Amin. If Allah Ta'ala accepts from one of us, then may He accept from us all. Don't ever give up hope, even until the last dying breath. Uh, if you, if you, uh, you know, you're like, well, this nafs has been misbehaving, and no matter how hard I try, it's been misbehaving uh, until my dying breath. You know, somewhere in the back of your mind, keep making those du'as because Allah Ta'ala will accept it. Allah Ta'ala will accept it. Maybe even if it never happened in this world, the fact that you kept asking will be, an, at the very least, it will be an occasion for your forgiveness. And it's not good to just have thoughts like that and then, then like just go ahead and excuse yourself for behaving badly for the rest of your life. But, uh, you know, keep struggling, keep struggling. Even if you lose every time, the fact that you kept struggling and kept asking, that also will be a, a great maqam on the Day of Judgment. It will be a great maqam on the Day of Judgment. We have to believe that. Uh, lesson, Mulana Hakim Akhtar says in this story, Mulana Rumi gives a very important lesson for the seekers on the path to Allah. Never be completely sure about the state of your nafs. In its natural state, it is inclined toward evil. Even if through the company of a sheikh and a long life of spiritual e efforts, the nafs appears to have changed toward good, still do not be at ease with it and still do not be unmindful, unmindful of it. Do not become negligent in taking precautions. Do not become like some foolish Sufis who have, for a long time through the efforts of zikr and other spiritual vigils, seen their nafs having become accustomed to subjugation, so they started to become at ease and unmindful of his dangers. They started becoming involved in mixing with other people of uh, the opposite gender or people of, of, of perverse attractions. They thought that the desire to commit sin would not overpower them. Hence, why should one not look upon these uh, uh, beautiful people with clean looks? They did not know how the did they not know how the tragic result would be they became disgraced in a bad way the nafs which appeared controlled and dead came alive again with the warmth of the the sun of their attractions and the looks which were supposed to be quote unquote clean looks turned out to be dirty and prohibited in the end the snake of the nafs bit them and from the path of the truth they were rejected and became disgraced 
For this reason, our elders have stated that no matter how old a person who seems to fear Allah should be, one should up until his death not be negligent of precaution against the nafs. Khaja Azizul Hassan Majzub says in translation, Have no trust in this nafs, O you devout one, even if it becomes an angel, remain distrustful of it. Look at the snake of your nafs as soon as you're neglected here neglect as soon as you're negligent of it here, it will bite you there. A dog, no matter how trained it becomes, does not take the chain off of its neck or become let it become slack. A trained dog will remain a dog. Do not remove the chain from its neck. May Allah grant us divine guidance to remain watchful over our nafs until the uh, 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 until our very last breath on this earth. Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq. Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq. Wa sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.